G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The Story When I was 45, I went to the doctor, I was very sick, and they told me there was no more they could do for me. They told me to go home, uh, get myself in order that um, I would not make the next six months. And I was 45 with four kids on my own. And I had a very stiff word with God. And I said, I can't die. It's non-negotiable, I can't die. I don't have anyone to help me with my children. I need to be here to look after my kids. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, as we'll hear today, Genevieve Arthi has gone through a number of serious health challenges in her life. However, six years after she was told she would die, the Lord worked in her life to change it all around. Genevieve is having a chat and sharing her amazing life journey with Karen Hunt. Jen, you're based in southeast Queensland, originally born in outback Queensland. Is it Longreach where your early years began? Yes, I was born out in Longreach in 1957, so uh, that was a long time ago. Um, my mum and dad had sheep properties and um, uh, we had a great life. We grew up as, you know, awesome country kids, you know, no shoes and <laughs> ran around and had fun. Uh, in a very pristine environment um, and we moved um, up to Richmond which is on the way up to Mount Isa mm-hmm. and uh, and relocated up there uh, in my early years and uh, continued um, with uh, sheep farming. Yeah, had a great life, you know, I mean I, I was a country girl, I was tough, I was strong and uh, we worked the land with mum and dad and uh, we were very privileged to have had the upbringing that we had so I, I'm very grateful for actually having a country lifestyle. Just honing in on your family in those early years, Jen, what did your family look like and was there a faith element in those early years or not really? Um, no, there was. We were brought up as Catholics. Um, Mum and Dad, uh, we would go to church every Sunday. We'd drive into town and go to church. I was one of six kids. Um, I was the second oldest. I had an older sister who was three years older than me and then I had four uh, younger than me, three boys and a younger sister. Uh, so we'd go into church um, every Sunday. Um, I went to St. Joey's Catholic School in Richmond. Um, you know, so we had a faith upbringing. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. I... I totally believed in God um, and it's really funny because my job on on the property was to feed the potty lambs uh, when they would when their mums would die yeah. then we would bring them in and we would look after them mm. and my job was to look after the potties and uh, and to feed them before and after school and uh, and I loved it because I'd you know they'd see me coming and they'd get really excited and it was like oh my, they were my best friends these little potty lambs mm. and I used to feed them and you know you'd have the big buckets and you'd have your teeth off it and make up their formula and um, uh, and feed them all. And I would sing to them um, underneath the tank stand because their home was around the tank stand. And uh, and I would sing to them. And the things I, the songs I used to sing were all hymns. And they were my favourite was "How Great Thou Art" and yeah. "Amazing Grace." Jen, you were saying that you actually went to school not so much for school, but 
because of tennis and you wanted to be an international tennis player. Now, I'm aware that you've had like a 35-year nursing career before embarking on your health and wellness business. Tell us the story, finishing school. What happened with your family and how did that lead to a nursing career? Awesome. Look, my dad got very sick um, when I was halfway through high school and um, nearly died. And uh, he got a lot of toxicity from sheep dip and everything on the land. And uh, um, he had to do a lot of treatment in Brisbane. And um, my brothers were too young to take over the property. My sister was at boarding school. And I was I was feed, hand-feeding sheep before I'd go to school in the morning. It was amazing. We had seven years of drought. Anyway, so mum and dad made a decision. They either stay there and dad dies and, you know, we lose everything anyway or they pack up their family and um, walk off and leave the land. And that's exactly what they did. Mm. It was a very courageous decision for them to be able to do that because they didn't have any money. They had six children and they had only ever known um, life on the land. They didn't know what life in the city was like. So they made a big decision to move. Um, and they came to Brisbane to live. That was absolutely huge for our family. I don't think my mum ever recovered from that. Mm. Um, you know, it was uh, very traumatic for her. And uh, But they got on with life, and uh, as you do, because you don't have any choice. And um, so when I was finishing school, I, I won a... Oh, I earned a, um, a scholarship to go to America to play tennis, and uh, well done. which I was so excited about. Um, but mum and dad didn't have the money to financially support me mm-hmm. um, to do, you know, to do that. And yeah. and I thought that's okay. Um, it's all right, you know. I'm a carer. You know, I've looked after lands. You know, I've looked after my family when mum and dad had to work, and I, you know. I'll, I'll go nursing. And, and that's exactly what I did because I love to help people. And it was innately in my, in my being. Uh, and so I, I know that I was, I was meant to be a carer. So I just changed uh, pathways and, uh, and I went into the nursing field uh, in 75. And it was, oh, I just loved it. It was, it was, it was just who I was meant to be. And, you know, I totally um, was in awe of, um, you know, uh, being able to, you know, look after people. And I would see everyone that I looked after as members of my family lying in the bed. So I would look after them as I would look after my family. And uh, and that was very cool. So I was, I was very privileged. I was put in a very privileged position of being able to you know, to follow something that was really quite dear to my heart. Jen, just rewinding, about your dad. Did your dad recover from the move? How did his health progress? Um, yes, he, he got better um, from the original illness that he had um, and he started then to follow the dreams that he had always wanted to do from a child. So he started to study. I mean, he was working, um, supporting his family and he then went to uni and did journalism, which wow. was something that he'd wanted to do. He mm-hmm. wanted to go to uni all of his life. Yeah. But being in the country, he had to, you know, uh, go on the land. Um, and so he he actually started to uh, do stuff that was really important for him, which was very, very exciting to see that in the later parts of his life, he could actually do that. And then um, when he was around the 60-year-old mark, he, he got esophageal cancer mm. uh, and stomach cancer. And um, he was given three months. He was a fighter. He was a tough old country guy and uh, the most beautiful man, had the most beautiful heart. And uh, he, um, he fought that. And I remember um, we turned him off his uh, ventilator um, 
because he didn't want to um, live on a machine and wow. uh, and he woke up and uh, you know and he, he said I'm not ready to die yet you know I'm starving I want some sausages yeah. you know, mashed potato and tomato and onion gravy you know um, but he I told him then that I had actually fallen pregnant with my fourth child yeah. and um, and he said oh eight months is a long time he was only given three and that was already gone and um, but he said I'm going to make it Jen and you're wow. going to have a girl. He had 11 grandsons. I had three sons. And he said, you're going to have a girl and she's going to be okay. And I had lots of trouble having my children and I had four cesareans and um, I had a heart attack with my third child. And so I wasn't ever supposed to have another child. And uh, so I'd lost a couple of babies. And then when dad was diagnosed, um, uh, you know, uh, I was absolutely devastated. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when I fell pregnant, I knew that this was a God intervention because my dad needed to have a granddaughter and, uh, and I needed to heal. And uh, so I was blessed with another baby and um, and just happened to be a little girl. My dad lived to see her born and um, he um, he died 14 weeks after she was born. And uh, But it was a great gift because, um, you know, he got to to uh, nurse this little baby every day that he uh, was alive after she was born for the last 14 weeks of his life. Um, he, my daughter knows him, even though, you know, you wouldn't think that she would, but she knows him. She's the one who's most like him. She's doing journalism at uni and wow. she doesn't even know that my dad did journalism. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, it was a blessing, an absolute blessing that, that God gave us, um, cause dad needed to have her in his life mm-hmm. and, uh, and I needed to have the daughter that I had always wanted in my yeah. life as well. And uh, so, you know, she was an absolute blessing. She was very sick. She was born uh, with lots of issues. She had chronic lungs. She was on a liver transplant list. She had chronic gut. She was born at 34 weeks and massively toxic mm. because her mum was toxic. I was very, very toxic. Uh-huh. Um, so she took on all the toxicity from me. And basically, you know, she's a miracle baby. And, um, you know, she had lots of issues, but she was absolutely perfect and I never saw any of my children as having medical issues. We just had little hiccups along the way and all my children had medical issues because they were born of a mum who was toxic um, from very young and uh, and that was from, you know, you know, sheep dip and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, I never saw them as being as if we had issues. I just saw them as, yeah, you know, we're perfectly well, we just have a few things we need to deal with and we would deal with them. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is having a chat with Genevieve Arthi, who has gone from having serious health issues to being involved in her own health and wellness business. We'll hear more of her story when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Genevieve Arthi, who's gone from having serious health challenges and being told she only had six months to live to the Lord working in her life and changing it all around. Now, here's more of Genevieve sharing her life journey. 
omitted a certain part of your life. <laughs> Tell us about meeting your husband in Brizzy and how that impacted your life at that time. Absolutely. Um, look, I went into the nursing um, when I was 17 um, and at 19 I met my husband, um, Paul, and uh, we got married at 20 um, and um, it was it was fantastic. He was a, an awesome, awesome man. Um, we had our first child at 22 mm-hmm. um, and um, then my next child came along at 23. So I had two children very quickly. Um, and I was very blessed. I was very blessed. Uh, I had lots of issues having my children. I had lots of toxemia um, and uh, lots of, you know, sort of problems in that area, Um, but, you know, we we got through them. It was cool. Uh, You know, life was great. Um, You know, we were very, very happy. We waited uh, another seven years until um, I had my third child, and uh, and that was my son Matthew. And um, you know he was an absolute blessing because he was going to be our last child. And um, but God had another you know yeah. thinking in there, bringing along number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually um, had a condition called polyhydramnios, which is uh, too much fluid in my uterus when I had him, and uh, uh, due to toxicity, and uh, I um, had a heart attack on the table when I um, delivered him through cesarean section. Wow. And um, so, yeah, so I actually uh, died and uh, I was up the tunnel and uh, a voice said to me, you know, um, it's not your time. Mm. You need to go back. Uh, Your job on this planet is to look after your children. Mm -hmm. And I could see everything that was going on, but I couldn't communicate. And uh, so I went back and uh, and my son was, you know, was able to live and I was able to live as well, which is an absolute blessing. And uh, and I really saw that, you know, God had his hand over that moment and uh, and that he He had a plan for me and it was definitely not my time. And uh, it was peaceful and it was calm and I don't have any fear of dying at all because I know that we're going to this amazing place, you know, uh, called heaven. So, you know, um, I thought... Okay, you know, God's got a plan for me. It's not my time. I need to actually make the most of my life. And, you know, my, my faith in God was growing every day, you know, um, with with the experiences that he was actually putting me through. He never, ever let me have to deal with anything um, on my own. Um, he always was there as a backstop to be able to push me, push me through. Mm. Um, so that was, you know, that was number, that was number three. And then number four came along um, uh, and uh, I had lots of issues with her, but the same thing happened. You know, you know, God got me through and actually, um, you know, we, we came through in one piece, which was very cool. Um, I think of that as a, a major turning in my life um, because I know that um, logically, medically, you know, I my body was not capable of having another baby um, and my daughter was born, yeah. you know. And so, you know, I, I know that there was a, a miracle um, event that actually happened. So, you know, um, God has created lots of miracle events in my life, you know, which is very cool, um, you know. When I was 35, because I was 33 when I had my daughter Jess, and when I was 35, I had an accident. It was just a simple accident on my daughter's second birthday, and I broke my leg. And that was the tipping point. My my body just said, no more, can't do this anymore. And within three months, I was chronically ill. And uh, I developed, you know, major lung disease and arthritis and fibromyalgia and chronic gut and chronic fatigue Whoa. syndrome. 
And I was 35, you know, I was only young and, uh, and I had four kids to look after. And uh, by the time I was 39, uh, my marriage um, had suffered the brunt of, you know, children, lots of kids with lots of issues that mm. were happening. Mm. And in between that, my third boy got insulin-dependent diabetes. Mm. You know, my second boy had 12 months off school with chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. You know, we had major allergies. We had, you know, we had lots of stuff that had happened. Oh, and goodness. then with my illness on the top of it, um, you know, the stresses were too large for my marriage. I am very grateful to my husband because the greatest gifts he ever gave me, my four children, are the greatest gifts that he could ever give me. Out of the biggest adversities in your life come some of the greatest joys and come some of the greatest miracles. And there's always something good that will come out of something bad. And then when I was 45, um, you know, I was told to, I went to the doctor, I was very sick. And I went to the doctor and they told me there was no more they could do for me. And it was June 2003. I'll never forget it. They told me to go home, uh, get myself in order that um, I would not make the next six months. And I was 45 with four kids on my own. And uh, life was very hard. And so that night I got my kids to bed. I couldn't stand up after seven o'clock at night. And uh, I got into bed and I said, okay, God, I got it. I got it. This is actually non-negotiable. Wow. And I had a very stiff word with God. And I said... I, I can't die. It's non-negotiable. I can't die. I don't have anyone to help me with my children. I need to be here to look after my kids. You put me on this planet to look after my children. It's non-negotiable. I can't die. I need you to give me something to work with. I'll do whatever you ask me to do, but please work with me. Give me something mm. to, um, to do. And I went to bed and I cried myself to sleep that night. My kids didn't know that I'd been given a death sentence. And I just thought, that, wow, you know, how am I going to manage this? And I said, no, it's in God's hands. He's got to help me. So I just had this belief that God was going to come up with a miracle for me. And the very next day, very next day, I get a phone call in eight o'clock in the morning. And it was an old person, a friend that I'd actually worked with a couple of years beforehand. And he rang me out of the blue and he said, G'day, Jen, it's Sean Gordon here. He said, uh, I was thinking about you last night. And I thought, wow, what was I doing last night? I was, I was praying yes. to God. And, he, and I was choking on the phone because I couldn't speak. And... Uh, he said to me, you're still sick. And I said, yeah. And he said, I need to come and show you what I do for my family. And that day was the turning point of my life. And I know that God specifically brought the miracle of new ways into my life. It actually saved my life. It helped give me back my life. And it helped me to be able to help others. And that was the journey that God had been preparing me for, for which I am totally grateful. So, Jen, new ways you just mentioned. So this essentially is, what, a safe, effective way to reduce toxicity? It's based on nutrition. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. Um, the products, um, anything you use on your body and in your home are toxic-free and the nutritionals are life, uh, life-saving nutritionals, so they value-add to your food. Jen, you were telling me that within like three weeks, you could say you were 5,000% better? Really? Is that really true? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was blown away. 
I know that I'd ask God for a solution for a miracle. And he bought me uh, these amazing products, which actually totally transformed my life. I went from being on massive drug therapy and not being able to walk and choking and not being able to speak and breathe and on a machine every three hours to being able to sit in a room without people thinking I was going to die. Uh, I was very scary. I would cough and choke and vomit 24-7. Mm. So, yes, it was, it was an incredible, miraculous recovery. I'm uh, now 11 years down the track and I'm perfectly well, perfectly healthy. I don't have anything wrong with me. I'm not on any drug therapy whatsoever. Wow. And I look 10 years younger than what my age is. So yeah. most people think I'm in my middle 40s and I'm nearly 60. So mm. I reckon I'm doing pretty good. You know, mm. God has massively blessed me. So thank God for that phone call the morning after you were told, hey, get ready to die. Absolutely. You know, I prayed. God got the message. He sent it to Sean. Sean rang me. You know, this is how it works. You know, uh, if we don't ask, we don't get. You know, uh, our God is so amazing and he loves us and he wants us to be exceptionally well and healthy. He wants us to be prosperous and abundant in all areas. And But we don't ask. And, and that's one of the biggest things I find today is that, you know, people are too scared to ask um, God for what they need in their life. And, uh, and, I, and that's a lesson that I've had to learn along the way. Jen, you told us early on in sharing your story that you grew up in a Catholic family, a Catholic upbringing, but we're talking like six years after you're told that you're about to die, you're born again. How did that happen and what impact did that have on your life as well? Yes, I was born up a Catholic and I had an amazing love of God. I always knew that there was a maker and, uh, and I had this very private relationship with God. I didn't go to church in my adult years, um, but I always knew that there was something bigger than me and I, you know, I got well because I asked God to help me and he, he, he gave me a miracle. Um, and it was, you know, five or six years down the track from um, when I um, got well that um, I knew I was looking, people were taking me to all their churches, saying, oh, come with me to church, Jen, and I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'd go, and I'd say, oh, yeah, that's good. And and then I I just thought, that, okay, I really need to go. And I knew about, um, you know, the different Christian churches and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so I ended up going to a church called River of Life, and um, and I walked in the door, and uh, that was uh, uh, the 4th of August, 2009. And uh, that was the day I got hit with God so hard. It was amazing. Um, there was a visiting pastor, and she said, there's people who need healing tonight. And I had no idea what I was in for. And I thought, well, I don't need healing. I'm fine. And everyone else went up, and I didn't. <laughs> and I just sat there and cried my head off, and yeah. I couldn't stop crying. And then she said, there's someone who's got a big mission, and you know who you are, and God wants me to pray for you. So come and find me during the night. Then one of the girls said to me, you know, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And she said, you know, you can just go and get prayer. And I said, oh, can you? And I said, yeah. And so anyway, I went up and the girls started to pray over me. And and one of the girls said, you know, can I get the pastor? So she came over, this visiting pastor, and she said, thank you for handing Genevieve over to me. Genevieve, you're the one that God asked me to pray for. You're the one who's got the big mission in her life. Mm-hmm. And this is the mission that God has over you. And he, she then started to speak out over my life. And I knew, I knew because that was on my heart. And I just completely collapsed and I said, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm yours. And that moment I knew that I was gone. I was done. <laughs> and uh, I gave my heart to God that day. And, and that was one of the most defining moments of my life because my life changed. I invited you know, God into my life and 
my life changed dramatically after that. You know, um, he helped me in every area. He's given me peace and joy. He's given me calmness. He's been able to help me get through major trials, you know, of children who, you know, have had big issues and who've had to, you know, actually do time and all these wonderful things that happen in our life. They're very interesting um, uh, events. And God gives you the grace to be able to deal with them and to be able to find the good in them and to be able to help your children. Um, now, three of my kids are now saved. I've got one to go, but he's in God's hands. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a miracle uh, to see what he has actually done in my life. And, you know, we've had miracles. You know, we've had visions. You know, um, you know Jesus has actually um, come to me in, in, in the night and he has told me, um, you know, I'll, the vision was, was absolutely brilliant. You know, he was in his white robes and my room was aglow and we're having massive trauma in our life. And he came to me and he sat down on a metal bench and my son sat with him and he looked at me and he said, have no fear, have no mm. doubt, have total faith, trust and belief that I am walking with you. And I have never, ever had any fear since that moment on. And I know that our God is looking after us. I know that he is with me 24-7 and I know that he is guiding me and I know that my business is his business and it is there to be able to make a difference in people's lives and help build his kingdom and, you know, um, and to see the grace that he has for them and it's to help healing healing families and healing fractured lives and, you know, uh, supporting, you know, people who have major disasters, you know, marriage breakups, drug addiction, just disasters that, you know, people would think that they can never recover from, but you can mm. because of God's grace. He's given me a big job and, Ooh, yeah. um, you know, and with and with that, he's given me his, his power to be able to um, do what he wants me to do. And I just listen and just, you know, do what he tells me to do, you know, which is very cool. Genevieve Arthi, blessed to be a blessing. You've gone from no health, no finances, no lifestyle as such, and supposedly no future to exceptional health, great finances, a fantastic lifestyle, and an abundant future that still awaits you even further. God bless you, Jen, and thank you so much for sharing. Awesome. Thank you. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Genevieve Arthi about the remarkable transformation that occurred in her life, both health-wise and spiritually. As Karen mentioned, Genevieve has been blessed to be a blessing to others. And if you'd like to make contact with Genevieve, you can reach her via her website. And since this interview was recorded, Genevieve has written a book called Hope for the Future, and she's named her website after that book. It's Hope for the Future Book. .com.au. Again, her website, hopeforthefuturebook.com.au. Finally, we'll end with this verse from the Bible about the power of God healing us, both physically and spiritually. Referring to Jesus, the prophet, Isaiah said, He was wounded and bruised for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. That's right, Jesus is the healer and the one who brings us peace. Well, thanks for joining us for Genevieve's Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. 
I've gone from glamorous job to glamorous job. I got a job as a beauty consultant and that was nice, but it nothing is glamorous. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fun and it looks like you're really successful, but, you know, you've still got to live with yourself, you've still got to come home to yourself. And I was making very, very poor choices for myself. I literally didn't know how to make decisions for myself. Lindy Gallagher has gone from living a glamorous life to doing the very unglamorous work of helping troubled girls in prison. We'll hear about Lindy's passion for serving in prison ministry next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.